Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, a weekly podcast presenting the brightest independent artists. I'm your host, Chris Sampson. Joy Sounds is presented in partnership with Music Connection. Music Connection serves the entire music community with industry resources, information, and so much more. Check it out at musicconnection.com for more information. Today on Joy Sounds, we meet Emma McGann. Emma is a UK-based singer-songwriter who has developed a significant and loyal fan base by being a pioneer in the live stream space. We talk with Emma about how her U.S. tour was postponed abruptly due to COVID-19, which only led her to become even more creative with her live streaming and virtual touring. During the show, we'll hear Emma's most recent single, Anyone Else, along with two songs performed live from her home studio in England. Emma performs Misfits and My Kinda Crazy. So let's begin the episode with the newest single from Emma McGann. This is Anyone Else on Joy Sounds. Sleeping, you keep waking me in the dead all the night. It gets so intense, and you make such a mess of me every time. I know where we're going, cause I've laid it out like a path in my mind. But deep roots live cementually sometimes. I wanna be the only one that your fingertips, only lips that you'll ever kiss. I'm hopeless and the truth is I don't know, I don't know How to love anyone else Anyone else but you I don't know, I don't know How to love anyone else I don't know, I don't know How to love anyone else Anyone else but you Anyone else but you Feeling all of it Fingers in the air to the other ones They'll never know how to love you, no Holding up a flare and it burns for us Always find my way back to what I love Fingers in the air to the other ones They'll never know 
was anyone else by emma mccann and it is my pleasure to welcome to joy sounds all the way from coventry uk emma mccann hey emma how are you doing hey i'm doing good thank you chris thanks so much for having me this is really 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 cool yeah thank you. yeah it's my pleasure and thank you so much great song great power pop song wow what a big sound and this is your newest single it is it's the latest single um i released it last year in 2020 um, in April, I think, if memory serves, it seems like a lifetime ago now. But yeah, it was released back then, just before we were supposed to go out on a, on a US tour. Uh, super excited that um, to put out a new single. It was the first really um, that year for me that I was very, very excited about because it was the first of a, an EP I was planning for. Um, but yeah, I'm really, ha- really happy you like it. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> really great. happy you like great, the sound. Great way to open our show. Give us a little bit of an overview of the creative process with it. Sure. So I kind of work with my partner who's a producer. His name is, his producer name is Merlin. And we've been working together on my music for about 10 years now. So we've always Always kind of been this power duo um, when it comes to songwriting and we've always had a really strong passion for writing really catchy pop hooks it's just what we love and mm-hmm. whenever we get a spare moment we always find ourselves kind of well it's usually at 2 a.m 3 a.m just like even if it's at home just writing uh, on our laptops um, just coming up with really catchy hooks and stuff and anyone else was um was kind of one of those really late night moments we were in the studio and just playing around with something that was a little bit more grittier than songs that I've previously released. And the song itself, lyrically, really is about long-term relationships and how deep-rooted things from the past can sometimes surface up to the top and uh, change things up a bit and how to deal with them. And we've, I mean, we've been in a relationship as well for 10 years too, um, me and Mm. my producer. So it's kind of like this very interesting dynamic of, you know, writing the song together, me doing the lyrics, him like sonically crafting it uh, and producing it. So it's a very um, sentimental thing to be able to do. And anyone else was a kind of, I guess, a little love note to each other, (laughs) you know, in a, in a really cheesy, uh, corny way. I've always been in awe of his production talent he's a well well kind of respected and well well sought after producer where we're from and so I'm very very lucky to have him <laughs> and I'm sorry what one more time what is his uh, producer's name his producer name is Merlin spelled That's M-I-R-L-Y-N you are also regarded as a pioneer in the live streaming space and you came to it very early on in this technology it must seem like a lifetime ago but what how many years d- ago did you start into uh, live streaming so it was about seven years ago now and I initially kind of leaned into it with the hope of just kind of touching new audiences outside of my kind of local area 
um, at the time I was, you know, doing the whole graft of um, touring around the UK and, and building a fan base that way. And I came across a platform called You Now and maybe kind of like a month into it, we were seeing like a lot more kind of conversion rates um, across to like other socials and like downloads of singles and um, merch being bought and just a gen like a genuine interest in the music. And in the first week, we kind of said to one another that there's definitely something to this and there's definitely a kind of, it's something to follow. So mm-hmm. I kind of stuck with it with the hopes that, you know, just the hopes that the audience would grow from there. And maybe a month into it, the platform kind of brought in monetization, which enabled artists, creators, whoever it was broadcasting on the platform to be able to earn. And that kind of just completely changed everything and also changed my well, started to change my perspective of how I could uh, support myself as an artist. So I kind of gave it a couple of months to kind of test the water and see if there were any legs to it. Um, Because it was very, very new. I think uh, you now were the very first platform ever to uh, bring that monetization feature in. And they also had just um, lots of features around audience engagement, audience interaction that I couldn't see anywhere else. And so um, two months in, I, I kind of quit my job at the time, which was as a radio presenter um, for a radio station in Oxford. And I kind of started to pursue it full time with the hope that this kind of international audience that I was acquiring would be something that I could build over time online. And seven years later, it's kind of been turned into my full time career and a completely different avenue that I didn't expect myself when you know, when I finished uni, however many years ago that was, you know, I thought I would be touring every, like every other month as a musician and songwriting here, there and everywhere. And it's just a completely different thing. And, and, and it's such a special thing as well. It's, it's such a fulfilling moment to like almost get to know your audience in a way where, you know, you can break down your barriers and allow them to just see you for who you are. I mean, I used YouTube for quite a long time before that, just uploading covers and things like that to raise my profile on that platform. And so I kind of knew how to grow an audience in a small way, but the live streaming aspect of it was completely different. It didn't rely on me editing everything up to be almost like a a contrived version of myself, how I wanted my audience to see me. Live streaming was not that, it was just raw and I had no other option to kind of just be me and deal with it. So if I had, if I made a mistake on stream uh, mid song, they, they see everything and, you know, they see you for who you are. And I kind of saw that over time to be a very, some, well, at the very beginning, very scary thing, but it grew into a very beautiful thing. So I always kind of pride myself on including my audience in everything I do as an artist. So they kind of get to see the behind the scenes uh, uh, of everything that I do. So Uh, everything we do as well in the studio with the production. Um, Sometimes we'll share little snaps of vocal takes on a live stream. There's really kind of no end of of what you can do and what you can share. And um, so, yeah, live streaming from that point on just completely changed my life and became a daily thing for me, really. What I'm also so amazed at is the reciprocal nature and relationship you have with your fans, that back and forth. 
and how generous you are with that back and forth to your fans. It's almost something that you actually can't replicate in a live situation. It's almost something that is specific to live streaming, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like pulling down the barriers at a show and inviting your audience to get on the stage and just kind of live in the moment with you um, 100%. That's kind of what it feels like. They have an imprint on everything that you do. So they, you know, they can, they have the opportunity to decide what the next song could be, or they could ask you a question. They can steer uh, the content they're seeing in front of them. And I think that's why we're seeing live streaming become, you know, over the over the last maybe three or four years or so, we've started to see it integrated into social platforms that we already use. You know, there was a point where Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, they didn't have a live streaming element. You could post a status, you could post a photo, a video, but you couldn't go live. And so it wasn't any surprise really um, to see that be integrated. So it's, it's a powerful tool to have as an independent artist and that connection to your fans is so, so valuable. And sharing those kind of small moments with them is a really cool thing. And the uh, reciprocation that you kind of talked about, I think is so, so important. It kind of breaks down the mystique of uh, the artist and that kind of untouchable notion that um, the fans can't reach them. And it's, it kind of says in a more human way, here I am, this is what I do. Talk to me. What What do you want to see? Like, what do you like? What don't you like? And that kind of open dialogue between um, those two parties is just um, such a really interesting thing. And you've also worked really hard to elevate the live stream experience. That seems to be part of the creative process for you as well, as to sort of how to design a really great live stream experience for your fans. Yeah, for sure. I kind of sit it under the same mindset of, what any kind of stage director would do for a show, right? So if um, fans can't go out to a show, when we can, of course, you know, there's stage lighting involved and sometimes there's a backdrop for the band or sometimes there's gimmicks that the band will play out on stage. Sometimes there's audience interaction, a mosh pit, whatever it is. So there's lots of different elements that go into, obviously, live the live music side of things to make the show what it is on top of the music. And so with live streaming, one of the concerns early on was attention span. If you go to a show, you're there to watch a show. But when you're watching somebody on the internet, you can flick between a multitude of different people um, offering their own content. So how do you, how do you keep people there and how do you um, prove to them that they should definitely stick around and watch you so the kind of design of my studio from home which is just essentially a spare room in my house was to first of all showcase my personality a bit and um, also give something that's show-stopping to passers-by who might be clicking through for the first time and and um, just trying to find some new music give them something visual as well as something that sounds good from an audio perspective Um, Something that's visually interesting, but also something that they can interact with. And I think features on websites like YouNow, where, you know, there were early thinkers in allowing the audience to have an imprint on uh, the broadcaster's content. I think that definitely played a part and played an inspiration in um, how I think about and approach my live streams now. So, for example, here in the studio, we have different elements of the jungle that the audience themselves uh, can kind of change up so they can, they, for example, are my lighting engineers. They can change uh, the lights here in the jungle studio, uh, depending on uh, mood, depending on song. That's it's so really cool. in their hands. Yes. It's, it's cool. Like it's cool to kind of put yourself in the, in the shoes of the audience and kind of ask yourself, 
what would I want to see from um, an artist performing on my screen at home? Do I just want to sit there and sit back and consume the content? Or do I want to have a say in what happens uh, on the screen and be, be just as much a part of the show as the actual artists themselves? Here on Joy Sounds, obviously during the pandemic, we've also had to go into a remote setting. And that means not having our live sessions here in the Joy Sound studio. But with you, you're a veteran at live internet performances. And so you're going you're gonna to perform live for us today. I am. Yeah, that's correct. So the first song that you're going to play for us is called Misfits. So I wrote Misfits with the idea in mind of... Uh, writing an anthem for people who feel like they don't fit in. So I feel like that vein of um, (laughs) theme or songwriting kind of uh, concept comes in a lot for me when writing songs. So it's the anthem for people that just uh, don't feel like they fit in with most people. This is Emma McGann with Misfits here on Joy Sounds. Love 
That was Misfits, performed live by Emma McGann. My thanks again to our co-sponsor, Music Connection. Through its daily website, weekly newsletter, and monthly print magazine, Music Connection caters to artists, musicians, industry pros, and support services. For years, Music Connection has been known for discovering new talent by reviewing unsigned artists, both through its live performance reviews and critiques of recordings. Music Connection never charges a fee for its reviews. Known for years as the Musician's Bible, Music Connection bridges the gap between the street and the elite. It exists to serve artists and music makers of all genres, offering connections to the unconnected and to provide expert, cutting-edge information that can help you take your music to the next level. Whether offering tips on raw survival or exclusive contact lists of industry pros like managers and label representatives, Music Connection is an acclaimed, proven resource for the professional and semi-pro musician. Check it out at musicconnection.com. Now let's get back to our conversation with Emma McGann. And that was a live performance of Misfits by Emma McGann. Emma, you rock. Ah, thank you. That's re- that's really cool of you to say so. I f- my my kind of style has definitely changed over the years. <laughs> and has it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, um, I feel so natural picking up uh, a guitar and performing. I mean, when I started out, I was writing a lot of pop heavy tunes and it was really just me and a microphone. And I've got to be honest with you, I felt a little bit... Uh, awkward (laughs) I'm much like happier and more comfortable like guitar in hand just kind of doing my thing so I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it you had uh, a U.S. tour all queued up right when the pandemic hit is that right yeah so we had I think it was 23 dates across North America so we were were planning some um, shows in Canada to start out and then just really across the whole most states really we kind of um, had planned this for maybe three or four years. And as an independent artist, it's not an easy feat to go out touring anyway. But as a UK artist coming over to the, the States, it took us a while to get, you know, some plans in place uh, with, you know, visas and everything like that. And so when the fu- the time finally came to to, to to do it, unfortunately, you know, we were hit with a pandemic, but mm. um, it's something that hasn't been cancelled. It's uh, more kind of postponed to a point where we can actually... Uh, we will do it as soon as we're able to uh, in the future. Unlike most musicians who had to all of a sudden kind of scramble and get their live stream chops up to make up for the lack of live performances, you already had the infrastructure. You were ready to go. Yeah. So like the year before, I guess in 2019, we had an idea to bring in elements of what my audience were already used to uh, into the physical tour as well, because I'd been live streaming for seven years. I really wanted some form of kind of element of that to be um, integrated into the show itself, um, especially because, you know, as a kind of online artist, which is really where where my space is, when you're building an audience online, 
you can't decide where your fans are unless you know there's targeted advertising that you you want to do in one specific place more often than not you're going to pick fans up sporadically everywhere so to kind of make it financially viable to tour in a, in a certain area you got to kind of be there and you got to work from the ground up and uh, graft and you know kind of get the fans in so my kind of theory was if i could kind of create some form of a uh, virtual tour pass or tour ticket that would make it viable for not just me but other independent artists to be able to integrate alongside their physical shows maybe um that kind of monetized online uh, version of a kind of virtual ticket would be able to fund the tour that they wanted to go out and do anyway so for artists kind of touring in areas that they weren't sure they would have a mass amount of people come out maybe a kind of virtual element alongside that could could fund that so that was um where this idea came from and in 2019 i kind of um started building on my website this kind of back end where people could come in and watch a virtual part of the show so the idea with the us tour the physical shows um was that some of those shows would be also broadcast to fans so if they were on the other side of the world and geographically there was there would never be a way they could come to the tour um they could be there and still be a part of the experience in some way so that was the initial plan with it and it was really going to be the very first of its kind and we were trying to uh we were going to geo lock um certain um virtual tour passes to cities and things like that and it was all really exciting and so we kind of had that infrastructure in place on my own website before the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and it just so happened that it kind of really saved our butts uh, in a big big way so i've been continuing these kind of virtual tours and still getting to perform the music i would have uh, performed at the physical shows kind of on their screens at home so second i guess the next best thing uh for people uh in a way so it's been a really interesting kind of concept to mold and um try just to try and get your head around how you do that online how do you actually bring in the concert format and translate that on screen for people at home so that's been really fun to play with and we're continuing those virtual shows uh throughout 2021 until we can do that's- the um the US tour dates in person <laughs> they can get these virtual tour passes on your website, right? Yeah, so and it all co- also comes with like lots of different perks. So, I wanted to kind of structure it almost like a kind of Kickstarter campaign. So, uh, if you buy a virtual ticket, it gives you access to all of the shows, all of the virtual shows that I do, but you also get your name on my guitar case. I also send you a postcard uh from a certain state when we come to do the physical shows. Uh, there's also a charitable donation to One Tree Planted. There's so many different perks to the the pass that you get. Um so yeah, people can check it out over on on the site if they're interested. The one thing that I'm really curious about is, is that you you know, you would explain to us how you let your fans in to not just your shows but your process, you know, tracking um inside the studio, they get to know your dog, all of these things. Um and I'm just I'm wondering about boundaries. How how do you maintain and make sure that you're able to sort of have a a private life for Emma McGann as well as this very open public life that you have online? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's it, there are definitely rules that I set myself a long long time ago in terms of what I share and what I don't share online. And um my kind of theory is if it's um if it's something that is going to benefit other people then I'm happy to share it. Um 
if it's something that's going to support another community, uh, for example, uh, I don't know, I shared maybe two or three years ago for the first time. And the reason I didn't share it in the first, um, in the first like kind of stages of things is because I didn't really feel like I needed to. I felt like it was a part of my private life and I didn't feel any scope to. Um, but I came out as bisexual about three years ago online and because I saw my community, my own community going through different, um, different problems of their own, um, and kind of having conversations with one another and in my stream. So if I can give um, people information that's going to help them and make them feel, uh, like they're not alone, then I'm happy to share it. Um, but there's certainly rules I set in place a long, long time ago, uh, that, you know, are kind of set in stone and I kind of make sure it's, it's very difficult from, um, a kind of work perspective to turn off the button when you're done live, when you're done in the studio, whatever you're doing, and kind of sit back and say, okay, this is me time. This is, I'm at home, I'm doing my own thing kind of thing. It's sometimes hard to have that cutoff point. And I think when I started out, I didn't know how to do that. But these days, I'm very, very good at it. Yeah. I know exactly when I want to kind of turn off and be like, okay, this is me, me time now. Guys, I'll see you tomorrow kind of thing. So yeah, it's about boundaries. And I would encourage anybody uh, out there to know their own boundaries before, especially before you live stream. Because when you're in that moment, when you're sat there talking to an audience, you don't know what you're comfortable with sharing until you have that conversation with yourself. Uh, so definitely have that conversation with yourself before uh, you go live in any way. <laughs> so what's ahead for Emma McGann? Do you got any new music that you're looking forward to releasing in 2021? Yeah, so I've been working on a new EP for a couple of years now called Monsters. And it was scheduled to go out alongside the US tour last year, but we've kind of shifted it uh, into this year. So um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, Anyone Else is the first um, single taken from the EP. And the whole kind of concept of the EP is about how love isn't perfect and how, uh, you know, people aren't perfect as well and how we can should really celebrate that and not bow down to the kind of, I guess, the, the Instagram perfect lifestyle that's projected to us all daily. You know, it's, um, it's about living life raw and ready and... Yeah, that's monsters. So I've been I've been writing that for a couple of years now, and um, still writing uh, just new songs each and well, most days when I can. Um, usually at stupid o'clock in the morning <laughs> when uh, when you know the creative muse decides to wake you up at the perfect time. So I'm still writing here and there, but really excited for the new EP. It's been so great to get a chance to talk to you today. Oh, you too. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really, really cool. Thank you. Absolutely. And you're willing to perform for us another song. What song do you want to play for us? So I'm going to play a song called My Kind of Crazy. This is another song uh, that I released kind of towards the start of uh, 2020 last year. And it's about just finding somebody that is just as insane as you and uh, living together and being uh, just crazy Love that. <laughs> uh, together as well. So I hope you enjoy it. Love that. Thank you so much, Emma. And please consider it an open invitation that when we are on the other side of this pandemic and you make your way out to Los Angeles to stop by the Joy Sounds studio and we can continue our conversation and play some more music, okay? I would love to. That would be great. I'll hit you guys up. Outstanding. Fantastic. So to wrap up today's episode, this is Emma McGann and her song, My Kind of Crazy, performed live on Joy Sounds. Thank you. 
got me in trouble I'm getting this rush from you Nobody moves like you do Messy Your mind is so messy You blur the lines in between The good and the bad in me I know all the reasons why you're acting so insane It's just a foolish game Your friends all say the same I know it sounds stupid But I love the way you make The same that all mistakes But it's good, so it's okay You're my kind of crazy, my kind of crazy And I like you like that You're my kind of crazy, my kind of crazy And I like you like that I see myself in nobody Just reflect right back You're my kind of crazy Yeah, not like you Yeah, not like you like that Yeah, not like you Yeah, not like you like that Lately You're looking so shaky Your lips dripping ruby red But that's what you get That's what you get Sapphire And eyes are like sapphire Little capes crystal blue I deep sea I sink into I know all the reasons why you're acting so insane It's just a foolish game Your friends all say the same I know it sounds stupid But I love the way you make The same that all mistakes But it's cute So it's okay You're my kind of crazy My kind of crazy And I like you like that You're my kind of crazy My kind of crazy And I like you like that I see myself in nobody else You just reflect right back You're my kind of crazy And I like you And I like you like that And I and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.